Hey there, good morning. It is 7 a.m. Hey there. Well, all righty, all righty, all righty, all righty. Good morning, everyone. John Henry Soto here. Welcome to 7 a.m. It is Wednesday, February, February 24th, 2021. And uh, I've been thinking a lot about a few subjects lately, um, especially growing up in the Bronx. For some reason, these uh, conversations have been coming up more for me uh, with others and the ideas that uh, came out of these uh, conversations kind of propelled me in this direction where I thought, you know what, maybe I, maybe I should talk a little bit about this because it's one of those subjects that I really don't have experience on as, as a user, right? It's like the one, but, but I have a lot of experience in it. So it's like, it could be like a riddle, right? What's something that I have a lot of experience on, but I've never done, right? That's a riddle. Um, and that's basically uh, drugs, right? Um, I've never done drugs. I've never, um, I think I smoked a cigarette as a joke once. Um, I've never smoked weed. Never done any kind of drugs. I drank alcohol, uh, and I've, I've been drunk. I've done that. Um, but I've never done any drugs. So I don't know how heavy that addiction is. I don't understand it. Now, I do know that the best way to to prevent someone from uh, using drugs is to educate them when they're young to know the dangers and what can happen if you take the drugs and the addiction part of it, which a lot of people don't understand because they think that well, we're just hanging out with my friends. My friends are doing it. They're fine. We're all having a good time. And uh, I'm sure I'll be fine. And not realizing that they have a, a maybe an addictive personality or they have some type of a, of a, of, of a pain that they're trying to uh, cover up. And sometimes uh, from what I hear, I guess like alcohol, people drink, you know, um, they uh they drink their sorrows away, sort of, or well, they think they do. And what it does, it just creates more um, more problems. So it's one of those things that I, I think I, I have experience on because of growing up in the South Bronx, growing up surrounded, really, by a tremendous amount of drugs and drug use and um, losing people and seeing the decline of someone who decides they're going to go that route, right? And for some reason, innately, I just knew that I didn't want to do that. I, I knew deep down I, it was not a good thing. I don't know why I knew that. I just knew I didn't want to get involved in, in drugs. It never even occurred to me, if you can believe that, um, in the Bronx where somebody was smoking weed or, or God forbid, crack, <laughs> um, that I thought, hmm, Maybe I'll give that a try. Maybe I'm going to inhale that that rock into my chest. You know, it just never occurred to me that I would go anywhere near something like that. And I've lost, I can name you between 10 and 15 friends off the top of my head um, that I lost to drugs, either through the violence that drugs create, through 
being arrested and through being murdered, like actual cold-blooded murder, um, and always related to drugs. So drugs are a problem. They are a severe problem. Unfortunately, they're a problem for the inner city, in the inner cities more than anything else. Now, of course, there are drugs everywhere. The richest people uh, party with drugs, you know, you know, and this is where it becomes really tragic, right? Because uh, I don't think that there's enough education spent, um, education money spent on educating children or just people in general on what these drugs are. Just not the name, you know, the name is, is uh, the name that we give things, right? It's like, so people will hear something like weed or marijuana and now it's, you know, it's legalized in some parts and, uh, it, you know, there's all these these foods and these things made with the, the CBD stuff and, you know, so it's becoming acceptable, right? Um, that doesn't mean that it doesn't, that it uh, doesn't create the damage to the brain cells and to the to everything else. Um, and I know there's a big controversy about that. I know people are going to be like, no, it doesn't do anything. It actually opens up creativity. I mean, listen, if you need it to create, create to be creative, then that's what you need. You know, some people are just born creative and don't need that. So other people need it to get them through because they're going through some type of pain or something. Other people think that it opens up their, their minds to other possibilities. And, you know, there are some, some drugs that do that, you know, they take, but, but it's not something you can control. And that's where the problem is because there is no control over it. You're kind of like, it's just a crapshoot, right? Like LSD, right? I've heard some of my favorite musicians of all time, talk how LSD was the thing that actually opened up their minds to the possibilities of all the music and all the things that they created. And, and I'm sitting there going, Oh Lord. I mean, what do you say to, a, a, and I'm not saying any names because I love these artists and I don't want to put them in the, in that light. Um, but what do you say when you're one of your favorite, when one of your idols is, uh, is promoting, LSD as a way to be creative, something that actually helped him to uh, to achieve the greatness that he is, right? And so I sit there and I and I think, wow, we're in real trouble because some kid in uh, central Ohio is sitting there going, wow, that's what I gotta do. I want to be like like him, you know. And they're gonna go out, but they might not have the same. You know, these, these people in my mind are were geniuses when they were born. You know, they were geniuses, music, musical geniuses from a very small age. Whatever they did that they feel that they gave them that ability, I think they already had that ability spiritually. And maybe this kind of heightened some type of sensory perception of some sort um, because sometimes drugs do that, especially like a mind-altering drug. Remember, it's a mind-altering drug. It alters the mind. So maybe it did something, you know, um, I can't really say because I've never tried it. Um, but you hear people talk about certain drugs that help them be creative. And here's where we run into a real big problem because education is just not really done enough, even by, uh, by artists, you know, and, and there are artists out there talking about it, but it's so into the culture.
you know, it's so prevalent in there. And, and when I was playing at the clubs more, um, remember I was playing when there was a smoking allowed in the bars, right? So that in New, in New York city. And so people were smoking a lot of things in there and it was not a pretty sight. You know, it was not a, a you know, I would come home literally. This was when I first, uh, got together with my wife and first got married and I would come home late with uh, the smell of all this and I would literally have to strip at the front door of the of the apartment, put everything into a hefty bag because it's it reeked so badly that my uh, my my wife would go crazy. She's not a smoker either, and uh, I would actually have to lock up the bag and put it aside. Go in the shower, shower off everything, and then put on new clothes. And then in the morning, I'd have to wash that separately, not from not attached to any other clothes. So there's something in the air that really is attaching itself to you, you know, fiber, your, your fibers and, and your, your physical body. So if you can imagine what it's doing to the inside of your body when you're puffing in that, that, those, that smoke. So just to, um, to reference where I get a lot of my information from is this uh, organization called drugfreeworld.org which uh, they have these little booklets called The Truth About Drugs, and they do a lot of uh, work throughout the, the world, actually, um, presenting these books in a bunch of different languages. I can't even, I think it says it somewhere in the, in the book how many how many different languages there are, but 22 languages. So it's in 22 different languages, and people go, they go around the world, and they talk about the different types of uh, drugs and, and uh, little things about drugs of uh, our culture, our drug culture. Um, and I think one of the wonderful things about this is that it's all in one place. It's a little tiny book that you can hand out to someone, um, kids in school. So this is actually great for, for teachers that want to educate their children, uh, their students on drugs. And this is all stuff that's been researched, especially when it goes into uh, some of the other things. Why do people take drugs? And it goes into how and how drugs work. Uh, how do drugs work? Um, and then it talks specifically, which I think is wonderful, about each drug, the popular ones. You know, um, and you can see here it's got all the popular drugs, marijuana, alcohol, ecstasy, cocaine, and uh, uh, crack cocaine, uh, crystal meth, uh, uh, inhalants, heroin, LSD, prescription, prescription drug abuse, right? And then when you go inside, it'll give you the specifics of the drug, the history of the drug, short-term memory, short-term effect, long-term effect, and uh, specifics. So this one is about... Marijuana. Marijuana. I don't know why I have to say marijuana that way. Um, then alcohol, long-term effects. Of course, this is a... A lot of people drink alcohol. I, I I I drink wine every once in a while. I haven't had wine. Well, I had I had a bottle of wine um, last year, but um, you know the long term effects. So if you're constantly drinking, you know I know people that go out every Friday to drink, or whenever their days are off, it's a day to go out to drink because that's what you do because it's your day off and you're going out. If you go to a party, you have to drink, right? You go, and you know uh, it's it. You know, in matter of fact, when I when I go to a party, I went to a bar because I was I was uh, 
producing an event at a bar. This was on, on a Halloween a few years ago. And um, I was in the event just kind of running around doing whatever I'm doing. And the bartender was like, you know, John, you know, free drinks all night, right? You know, John, you want to, you want a drink? And I was like, yeah, no, not really. I don't drink actually that, you know, I don't, I don't drink like that. You know, so I was like, no, I don't drink. And he was like, you don't, you don't drink. And he, <laughs> he was like, he could understand. He was like, you don't drink. And I was like, no, not really. I mean, I'll have something every once in a while, but right, I'm okay right now. And I was working. I don't like to be, to have my mind kind of uh, altered when I'm trying to focus on trying to get a show out. You know, it was, we had over a hundred people come, the mayor was there. So it was a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, pressure on me. So, um, but it's, it becomes a strange thing. You become the oddball. And I'm like, I'm always been the oddball. I've always been, so for me to be the oddball, it doesn't matter. But there are other people that are just want to fit in. They want to be liked. They think that they need to be part of the the, the thing, you know. Um, you know, it's, it's a, more on crack cocaine. I'll tell a, I'll tell a crack story in a little bit, because who doesn't want to hear a good crack story? I mean, we're all uh, we're all in need of crack stories every once in a while, right? Uh, crystal meth. Crystal meth sounds like a really cool name, though. Crystal meth just sounds like a great name for a band or there probably is a band named crystal meth, but they probably didn't survive because they died of crystal meth inhalants. So there's a lot of other inhalants things because they what they do is they're I guess the street names are called poppers, whippets, laughing gas, rush. Um, and I guess they put inhalant things in a bag and they just and they just inhale. I mean, good Lord. But, and then of course, this is a, one of the worst drugs, right? Heroin, from what I've heard. I mean, injecting something into your body, bloodstream. I'll, I'll tell a heroin story too. What's how much time we got? Yeah, we got time. I'll tell a few stories of things that uh, that I've experienced. And of course, the one that I mentioned earlier, uh, LSD, and um, you know, the street names, of course, acid and uh, purple heart. I never heard of that before. California Sunshine, Tab, Dots. I guess there's a lot of street names I never heard of. But anyway, this is a this little booklet here. If anybody's interested in this booklet, I will send you a free copy of this booklet. All you need to do is email me at johnhenrysoto at protonmail.com, and I will get that out to you ASAP. Um, all you have to do is just write on the title, on the heading of the email, so I'll know that it's coming from this, the truth about drugs. Just you can write that on the title, and I'll know that it's uh, somebody requesting the book. Um, so crack. I remember when crack came out. It was, you know, I was in the Bronx. It was uh, I was in my teens, early teens, and. And I heard the, the, the expression crack, people talking about it, crack. And then the crack is whack. People knew the campaign trying to deter people from crack. I don't think they did a good enough job um, explaining what what it does. Um, I did find out, you know, through, through research <laughs> that crack, the reason it's called crack is because you're actually cooking um, cocaine rocks into a uh, and you as you're cooking it it crackles so it's called crack it goes so 
That's uh, I don't know how accurate that is. I mean, I, I researched it by asking, uh, you know, crack users, um, and I knew crack users. I, I uh, lost a lot of crack. Crack, crack came in with such force. It was it decimated families. It was so fast. I mean, it was, literally was a summer. It, after at the end of that summer, there were people dead everywhere. It was it it came in so fast. We were like, what the hell? It was a, a real. You talk about a pandemic. You talk about people every other day just dying in their homes and on the streets um, from crack, from smoking crack. It was unbelievable what was happening. Um, and I was I was just shocked that people would continue to do it, having uh, seen the results. People just kept doing it. I had two particular friends that I remember, and there was a lot of stories that I remember, tragic stories, but there was one girl, this girl that I went to school with, to high school with, and um, she was, you know, when, when you see a girl, she was the it girl, you know, she was the girl that had the beautiful, beautiful face. She was Spanish, uh, but she didn't, she didn't look Spanish either, actually, but she had these green eyes and this blonde hair, um, and she was just beautiful i mean she was the girl that when you see you go whoa that's a gorgeous gorgeous beautiful woman beautiful girl right uh we're teenagers at the point at that time right and um so high school goes by um after high school i remember i was going to this little store they called it the pipe store at the time i didn't know why it had that name called the pipe store but they sold different types of pipes for smoking and so people would go in there and buy these little pipes it was basically a grocery store uh, like a bodega but that specific one had all the smoking um paraphernalia all those things that you use um I'll, I'll, I'll get that word eventually um and so i'm walking out uh, i went in i went in there i bought some drinks or something and i'm coming out the door and inside coming in the door is this girl now i recognized her because of her blue eyes um or green eyes. i can't remember if they were green or blue but they were just beautiful they were more more like combination hazel eyes and um and she walked in and she was a skeleton she was i couldn't believe that this and i i knew it was her because it was the same face but her cheeks had sunken in she was thin she, her clothes didn't even fit her anymore. They just, they were, she had these baggy, these like stonewashed baggy, baggy jeans with this baggy like shirt, um, like it was a white shirt. Um, and she walked in pale face like this and, and she looked at me and she recognized me. You know, we hadn't seen each other for a little bit. It wasn't too long afterwards, but uh, like I said, it was fast. Crack came in and whoosh, wiped out everyone. Um, not everyone wiped out a lot of, a lot of young kids, um, and adults as well. Um, and she kind of looked at me and, and she kind of just looked away really quickly, you know, like didn't want to confront me. Obviously I didn't want to confront her either because what do you say at that point, you know? Um, and I, to be honest, I don't even know what happened to her at that, after that, she, she's probably either dead or hopefully she got cleaned up. Um, <clears throat> there was one other kid that I remember he was so, he got so much into it. Like he was desperate. He would stand in the corner, just his fingernails. And we would see him and we would be like, Hey, you okay, man? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And he'd be like, just 
picking his finger, looking around and stuff and trying to figure out. I, I guess at the time I didn't know. I thought he was just like nervous about something, you know. Um, but I didn't realize he was just trying to figure out how is he going to get money for his next thing. He's he's in the desperation where his, his high is going away or it's gone away. And this is a kid who sold. His mother came home from work one day and all her, her television and a whole bunch of furniture and a whole bunch of stuff was was stolen out of her house or so she thought. And um, when she's calling the police and everything, she said one, she saw one of the uh, people in the hallway and she said, no, actually this guy, uh, her son, sold it to me sold me he said you were, you were moving and he sold me a, a, a bunch of stuff i gave him i gave him this money so <laughs> so he basically just sold his his mother's stuff you know for for drugs i mean this is the desperation he knew he had to get caught he sold it to somebody in the building right so this is the thing about drugs that you don't think clearly all you're thinking about is that next high and what a tragic life to be living to to have something control you to that degree that you would actually disrespect your own mother who who goes to work and is providing uh, you know for you um giving you a home giving you a place to to sleep and food and still you go out and and so this is the power of drugs because it's not that he didn't love his mother he did love his mother and i know i knew this guy you know and he passed away tragically but i knew this guy you know and you start thinking about um the power of these drugs and what they're doing to, how can they make someone actually do something like that? And it goes even worse than that, right? Because then there's murders and there are people who are getting, who rob others and, and, and kill them for their money because of these drugs. So, you know, are, do all, every, does everyone who uses drugs go out and do horrible things like that? Probably not. There are people who they, they want to be called a, a functional drug addict. You're not a functional drug addict. You're just a drug addict who hasn't, collapsed yet right you haven't failed yet you haven't you know you haven't either gotten the help that you want you don't want help that's another thing right a drug addict wants to be helped you know uh, or wants uh needs to wants to be helped in order to get better um and a lot of times they don't it, it the high feels too good i remember guys just making jokes about crack you know one guy was at the basketball court one day and he was like i'll do it he goes yeah if I tell you what, I would drink liquid crack. And he's looking around. I would drink it right now. Everybody's laughing. Ha, 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 ha. He's dead. He is dead. He's gone. He didn't. The, guy, the poor guy didn't even make it to, to his 20s, I don't think. And if he did, it was definitely not high 20s. Um, but um, so anyway, this little booklet, not to go on, but I do have other stories as well. I did have a friend. Uh, who I was very close to actually growing up playing a lot of uh, baseball. He was a good baseball player and um, riding skateboards and all that stuff. And one day I was, uh, when I got involved in the, in my, in my church, I was coming home. I lived with my grandma for about a year during my, my first year of working at the church before I moved out on my own to New York city, uh, to Manhattan, I should say. Um, but I was coming home this day and, and, you know, I'm working at the church. I, I had a shirt and a tie and I looked, I looked like I had money. Right. But it wasn't, you know, it's not a place where you go get rich. I was just there trying to help people. And, um, <clears throat> but I had money to buy clothes and food and all that stuff and eventually move out on my own. Right. So I looked more successful than, you know, to someone, especially who's someone who needed some money. Right. So anyway, I'm walking out. Um, out of the train station, and I'm heading to my house, and this uh, 
this kid that I grew up with basically, you know, sees me and he goes, Oh, John, man, what's up, man? How you doing, man? You know, and then shook his hand. I said, How you doing, man? And I knew right, right away that, you know, he was just gone. And, um, he was like, yo, man, let me talk to you, man. Let me talk to you, you know? And I was like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, man, can you help me, man? I, I need some, I need some money, man. I, I... And he goes, look, look, man, look. And he lifts his, his, uh, his shirt and goes like this he goes look man he lifts both his shirts up and he's got tracks like heroin tracks on both arms and they're they're disgusting they they it was like i literally almost i almost gagged because it was so gross and i kind of just looked away and i was like oh man i was like yeah man i'm sorry man you know and, and I, I was trying to help him give him solutions but you can see that there's no no does not want to listen you know he's just like yeah no i know i gotta get cleaned up i gotta get cleaned up man like, can you help me out with a couple of bucks i was like yeah i mean listen there's a place that you can go to and i was giving him some places that i knew locally that he, and he was like yeah no i know i know about that place yeah no i know i know i gotta get i gotta go so i gotta get my id also and i'm thing. but yeah no i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it no yeah yeah i just right now you know i just need a couple of bucks i just want to get some food and stuff like that so then i i was just like all right um, so I gave him and he said, I'm going to pay you back. I'm going to pay you back. <laughs> and I said, it's all right. You don't have to pay me back. He goes, no, no, you're going to be here tomorrow. You're going to be around here at this time tomorrow. And I said, yeah, I mean, this is what time I get home, you know? So I get home at the same time. If you want to be here, I'll, I'll meet you here. You know, so he goes, all right, I'll be here. I'll be here. You know, I was like, all right. All right. So I gave him like five bucks or something. Five bucks was all he, he really wanted. Um, so I gave him five bucks. He, off he runs. Um, <clears throat> Of course, I never saw him again. Um, and by the looks of things, I don't think he, he made it. You know, I really don't. Uh, uh, and I was there at 3 o'clock. And I wasn't waiting for him, but I, I passed by at that time. And of course, he wasn't there. But, you know, these kinds of stories stuck with me because um, I thought to myself, this was at one point a kid who was just like me. We were just talking about things that kids talk about. You know, we were talking about the hacky sack and the, the candies and buying the 25 cents juices and running around with our skateboards. And uh, then there was break dancing and uh, the music, the hip hop that was being born, the rap music that everybody was talking about that was just starting to kind of make, you know, become a thing. <clears throat> and, um, you know, you know, we lost so many, who knows how many amazing artists we lost uh, to drugs, you know? So, Anyway, that's my little talk uh, about drugs today. I hope uh, uh, you enjoyed that. And I, I, I mean, it wasn't all enjoyable. I, but I think sometimes you have to tell stories that are uh, harsh, that are that have facts in them. And uh, this booklet, from uh, you can also visit drugfreeworld.org to get some, uh, some, get some uh, of these booklets on your own if you want to give them out to people. Um, but I will send you one of these free of charge. All you have to do is just email me. Again, at protonmail.com. Um, John Henry Soto at, where is it? There you go. John Henry Soto at protonmail.com uh, with the title, The Truth About Drugs in the title. And I'll know that that's regarding this booklet. And, um, and I will send that out to you ASAP. You can actually get more information on where to get more. They're not, they're not expensive. If you want to get like a little a, a package, you know, I have like, I have a bunch of them here. Um, and I'll probably order a bunch more just to hand them out. 
Um, and there's some great information, just some wonderful information based on, um, you know, research on on basically what these drugs are and what they do, and um, and hopefully they can help some people. That's the that's the reason why I do that. So, <laughs> all right, folks. Well, thank you very much for tuning in. I appreciate y'all. Um, have a wonderful day out there. Take care of yourselves. Make today great. Do things that you love and take care of each other. God bless you all. And as always, peace. <laughs>